You're listening to today's inspirational message on pursuing God with Gene Apple. Here's Gene. Hey, thanks for joining me today as we pursue God together. This week we're exploring how to talk to God while facing extreme disappointment and heartbreak, and we're doing it through the lens of Psalm 77. Now, if you know someone whose life is on the rocks, what's one of the first things followers of Jesus usually counsel them to do? Pray, right? Just pray. That's what my friend Jane, the mother of the teenage son who was tragically killed while riding home on his bicycle, tried to do. And when Asaph, the author of Psalm 77, felt disappointment hit, that's exactly what he did. He says, I cried out to God for help. I cried out to God to hear me. You know, like Jane, he tried prayer, but prayer has not worked. Friends, Psalm is unmasking here the glib and superficial advice we often give one another when life is on the rocks. We, we see a person whose heart's just been ripped out, who's just experienced maybe the biggest disappointment of their life. And what do we say? Just pray about it. Someone receives a cancer diagnosis. Just pray about it. Someone is sexually assaulted. Just pray about it. Someone is left a quadriplegic after a tragic accident. Just pray about it. Someone gives birth to an infant three and a half months premature. Just pray about it. Someone is betrayed by their spouse. Just pray about it. I'm sure you never expected to hear this coming out of the mouth of a pastor. and I hope I don't get sued for pastoral malpractice for what I'm about to say. But prayer is not the first thing you should do in a crisis. Now, I'm not saying it's wrong, that it's, it's a bad thing to do. I'm not saying it's damaging. I'm just saying it's not the first thing you need to do when your life is on the rocks. Asaph prays, and he doesn't sense God doing anything. He doesn't sense any answers. And it leads him to ask some haunting questions about God, about who he is what he's capable of doing or not doing in this situation. Questions that you're almost shocked to read in the Bible. He asked, will the Lord reject forever? Will he never show his favor again? Has his unfailing love vanished forever? Has his promise failed for all time? Has has God forgotten to be merciful? Has he in anger withheld his compassion? Friends, those are the kind of like real, raw questions people who are disappointed with God sometimes endlessly wrestle with. You are not the first person in the history of the world to have some, well, dark thoughts about God. Author C.S. Lewis enjoyed a wonderful marriage with his wife Joy for many years, but eventually she passed away from cancer. And C.S. Lewis, in the midst of his intense grief, wrote in his journal, he said, Meanwhile, where is God? This is one of the most disquieting symptoms. When you're happy, so happy that you have no sense of needing him, so happy that you are tempted to feel his claims upon you as an interruption, if you remember yourself and turn to him with gratitude and praise, you will be, or so it feels, welcomed with open arms. But go to him when your need is desperate, when all other help is vain, and what do you find? A door slammed in your face and a sound of bolting and double bolting on the inside. And after that, silence. You may as well turn away. The longer you wait, the more glaring the silence will become. Friends, this is the question you've asked, the question my friend Jane was asking where her teenage son was hit and killed on his bicycle. The question Asaph was asking, why is God silent? 
Where is God? Is he going to be greater than my disappointment? I'll tell you something, the longer I've been a pastor, the better I've gotten at saying three words. I don't know. I don't know why some people are endlessly unemployed. I don't know why six-year-old boys get leukemia. I don't know why COVID took the lives of four of my close friends. I don't know why some daughters and sons get abused in the homes that should have loved and protected them. I don't know why God gave some of you the parents that he did. The, The older I get, the longer I follow Jesus, the greater sense I have of so many things that I just don't know and I can't explain. There's a word in the New Testament of the Bible that's used to describe the painful experience of God's silence, and it's the word mystery. So can I ask you, what's the mystery in your life that you can't figure out? Or in other words, the thing that has most disappointed you in life, the thing that you just may never be able to understand or get over, the chapter that will never make sense, the thing that maybe has you on the rocks right now. We're going to come back to this tomorrow, but in the meantime, let me remind you of one of my favorite verses from Scripture, Psalm 34, 18, that says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted, and He saves those who are crushed in spirit. And right now, in the mystery, I want you to know, He is closer to you than He has ever been. God, I thank you for the person joining me today whose world has been rocked, who's struggling with how to pray and how to deal with their disappointment in you. And I thank you that Asaph and this Psalm 77, Psalm of Lament, shows us how. Thank you that you are big enough. Thank you that you are close to us when we're brokenhearted. Thank you that you save us when we're crushed in spirit. And we're trusting you to do that right now. And I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Catch you tomorrow. You're listening to today's inspirational message on pursuing God with Gene Apple. 